Hello, welcome again to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. Glad to have you with me today as uh, we continue uh, from where we left off on the last broadcast. Uh, But we were in John chapter 6 and we were looking at the really, truly critical difference between wanting Jesus and wanting Jesus to do stuff for you. Uh, wanting Jesus to give you things, wanting Jesus to um, give you some sort of a benefit. And um, and, and the the real big, huge difference that's there uh, between um, wanting his stuff and wanting him to do stuff for you and simply wanting him as Savior and following him because you love him instead of following him because you expect to get something from him. You know, following him because you love him is certainly really, 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 truly different between following Jesus because um, you're, you're expecting to get something out of it. You're expecting to get uh, some sort of a physical healing or an emotional healing. Uh, you're expecting to get uh, some good help, which will help you be a better husband, better wife, uh, better employee. Uh, it'll help you get some better financial um, you know, practices working in your life. Uh, it'll, it'll get you some financial help. It'll get you out of poverty. And so you start going to church and you start kind of playing the game and you start kind of uh, saying that, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Sure. You know, and this is why I'm a Christian. I go to church and, and then sort of expecting Jesus to give you something and expecting Jesus to do something. Uh, there, there is a huge, huge, huge difference between that and facing the reality that you're a sinner, between that and facing the reality that you're lost, and facing the reality that, um, that everything that's come out of your, your fallen nature, everything that's come out of your heart, all of the lying, all of the murdering, all of the fornication, all of the adultery, all of the drunkenness, all the blasphemy, all of the idolatry, all of the religious manipulation has been an offense against a holy God. It's an infinite offense against an infinitely holy God. And you face that. And it humbles you. And you cry out because you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And he does that wonderful work of saving your soul. He does that wonderful work of forgiving you. He does that wonderful work of separating you uh, from your sin as far as the east is from the west. He does that wonderful work of justifying you in the sight of his Father. He does that wonderful work of giving you a new birth. He does that wonderful work of making all things new. And so you follow him because of that. And oh yeah, He does give you brethren. He does give you the church. He does give you brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, yeah, he he maybe heals that chronic disease. Oh, yeah, Um, you do happen to grow as a parent. You happen to grow as a child. Uh, You happen to grow as a son or a daughter. You happen to grow as an employer. You happen to grow as an employee. You handle your finances with with some more wisdom. But we're not getting the cart before the horse. You're saved, and therefore you walk with Christ. You're saved. Therefore you follow the, the Lord. But you're not, you're not like that person who's following 
God and uh, not, they're not facing the reality that they're a sinner. And uh, they're just trying to get something from him. There is such a huge difference there. And, and I hope you get that. I hope you see it. And uh, we're going to go back into the scriptures here. Let me read from John chapter 6 uh, just one more time here. And so, um, so we're going to pick it up. Uh, let's see. Got my Bible here. Uh, we're going to pick it up in chapter 6, verse 24. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. But amen. Um, you know, there are so many people um, who say they go to church for so many different reasons. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, some people say, you know, well, I'm trying to get back into church. Um, you know, I, I used to go to church when I was a little kid and I got into alcohol and I got drunk and I totaled my car, man, and, uh, and it's just this terrible situation. And so, uh, so I'm trying to get back into church and I'm trying to get the alcohol thing under control or, you know, or people go to church because they're lonely, and they know that there's going to be a big group of people and that those big group of people, you know, hallelujah and amen, uh, they, are, they are mostly friendly. And so they, they can go there and they can make some friends. Um, that, or they, they go to church uh, because they're just down and out and they're in poverty and they're at the end of the rope. And so, so they go to church because they, they hear that... You know, churches do things like give meals. They they give financial help. They they help people get back on their feet, and so they go to church for that. And and there there are so many reasons uh, why people go. Um, and and all of those reasons, uh, friend, um, you know, if you go to church just to get your alcohol under control, or you go to church just to get your lust under control, or you go to church just to get your drugs under control, uh, friend, um, it's, and that is a very different thing from actually being the church. That, that is a very, very different thing. Because, uh, you know, as I said on the last broadcast, you know, um, you know uh, several of my family members have, um, have been through very literal, real, physical, miraculous healings. And I can look at those people and I can say, you know, and I, can, and, and, and I can just marvel and be amazed at what the Lord did. At the same time, and, and it's a good thing, it's a great thing. It's a great thing to see that you're an alcoholic. It's a great thing to see that you're a drug addict. It's a great thing uh, to see that you're lonely and, and want to do something about it. And you, and you, wanna, and you don't want to stay there. But you want to do something about it. Uh, that that is a great thing. At the same time, it is not salvation according to the word of God. 
It's not salvation. It's not salvation to get off of alcohol and to get your life back together. It's not salvation um, to kick the drug habit. It's not salvation to finally find a place where you can have friends. It's not salvation uh, to get over the loneliness. It's not salvation to get your finances under control. It's not salvation to get out of poverty. None of those things are salvation. Uh, now, as we mentioned before, the Lord does heal. Hallelujah and amen. Um, you know, as we mentioned before, the, the, the church is clearly biblically called uh, to, uh, to have what, what, you know, some people call today the social ministries. Um, the, the church is called to do that, definitely. At the same time, those things are not salvation. And uh, there, there is such a profound difference uh, between uh, somebody who, who will go to church, who will go to the services just to receive a benefit, uh, just to receive or just because they're, they're, they're going and they're thinking that, you know, if they go long enough and if they try hard enough and if they work hard enough and if they study enough and if they listen enough and if they pray enough, if they do this thing, then finally, someday, God's going to just wipe this disease out. Finally, someday, I'm going to no longer have to deal with the alcohol ever again. So finally, someday, if I work hard enough, if I try hard enough, if I sweat hard enough, if I memorize enough, if I go to enough small group meetings, if I go to enough services, if I sing loud enough, if I memorize all the songs, if I get close enough to that preacher, maybe someday. Friend, it's not salvation. And friend, if, if, if that's your... Christianity, then friend, um, you know, and hear this in love. I really want you to hear this in love because I'm not trying to destroy your life, neither is God. Um, but, but friend, it's not Christianity. It's not Christianity. It's, it's works-based stuff that sounds really good uh, to people in America because it's, you know, you're, you're working hard. You're trying to take control of your life. You're trying to do this, and you're trying to do better. And that's, you know, after all, isn't that the American, you know, or at least what the American dream used to be? Uh, but, 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 friend, um, it's not biblical salvation. Um, it, it's laboring. It really, truly is. It's laboring, but it's laboring for meat that perishes, it's following Jesus, um, and it's the same thing that these 5,000 men did. Uh, they, 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 got, they, they were physical recipients of a miracle, and they actually ate the bread, and they actually ate the fishes, and they, and they didn't eat just a little bit. They, they ate like a full meal, and they had 12 baskets left over. And so Jesus sees this, that they're following him just because they saw that, just because they received that. And at the same time, if you, if you look at John chapter 6, uh, Jesus says some, some things that they, they, you know, they consider them hard sayings. And they go from murmuring against him uh, to sort of striving among themselves uh, based upon what the things Jesus says. Because Jesus um, appropriately, Jesus very, very appropriately points to the fact through the miracle of the loaves, through that feeding, 
that he is Lord. Um, every healing that took place in the New Testament, Jesus pointed to the fact that he is Lord and that you need to believe on him as Lord. You need to believe on him as Savior. Jesus pointed to that fact and Jesus took those miracles and he used them as sort of object lessons and he used them to speak of himself. He used them to speak of God. He used them to speak of sin. He used them to speak of salvation and forgiveness. He used them to speak of eternal life. In this case, Jesus uses those loaves of bread that he fed those people to say, don't labor for the meat that perishes because you ate it and you're hungry again. Do not focus your labor on that. But look for the bread that, do that doesn't fade away. Uh, look for the bread of life. Look for the everlasting life. And Jesus points to himself. And what did he say? John 6, 35. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. They say unto him, Lord, give us that bread. Give us the bread, you know, we eat it one time and we're never hungry again. We never have to worry about eating again. Give us that one. Jesus says to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. You know, these people saw the miracle, but they exalted the miracle. They saw the miracle, and they wanted Jesus to do it again, only they wanted him to do it better this time and give them the real stuff. You know, they, gave, they had the barley uh, before, but now we want this, you know, and they knew about the manna uh, that, that the Lord sent in Moses' day. They knew about that, but they wanted Jesus to do something better than that. They wanted the stuff that they would eat of it and they would never have to eat again. Friend, that's not what Jesus is saying here. And Jesus is speaking of the forgiveness of sin and everlasting life as opposed to everlasting damnation. So, yes, those who come to him, those of us who are in Christ, we're, we're not hungry you know, Christ fulfills that. We're, we're, we're not thirsty because we have everlasting life in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is that bread of life. You need him. We need him. We do not need to follow him for his stuff. We don't need to follow him just because if you follow him, you might get healed someday. This body's passing away. You don't need to follow him just because you need some emotional healing. This body's going to pass away. This world's going to pass away. This culture's going to pass away. Uh, you can read it in the book of Revelation. It's going to pass away. All things are going to pass away. And hallelujah, the Lord makes all things new. Amen. Sin is going to pass away. You know, if, if the Lord gives you a million dollars, eventually it's going to all be, you know, it's going to pass away. But friend, you know, the reality is, you know, what's Jesus pointing at here? Jesus is pointing to, to the fact that these people need a Savior. He's pointing to the fact that they, they you know, they, they have life now. And yet, you know, they, they grow hungry. They grow thirsty. They grow weary. Um, you know, they, they, 
you know, they, they have sin in their life. They have sin in their nature. They, they're facing an eternal damnation. And then Jesus is pointing to that. He says, you know, don't follow me. You, you know, you're, you, you came across this sea and you came into a different city because you ate of the loaves and you were filled. Um, you know, you've labored, but do not labor for that bread that perishes. Do not labor uh, to see me do another miracle. Do not labor to see me and, and ask me to do a better miracle. But friend, you know, you need everlasting life, and I give that. That's what the Lord Jesus is saying. You need everlasting life. You need eternal life. You need your sin to be forgiven. You need to be forgiven. You must be born again. Friend, you need the blood, and you need the body of Christ. You need you need the new covenant. You need the new testament. You need his blood to be applied to you. You need his atoning death to be applied to you. And you need to be resurrected and raised up again with him because you have a sin problem. So if you come into the church with an alcohol problem, the first thing the Lord Jesus is going to do is say, well, that alcohol problem is based on the reality that you have a sin problem. And that's just the way you're expressing it. You come into the church with an anger problem. It's coming out of your heart, your nature. You've got a depression problem. It's coming out of your heart, your nature. Jesus is going to not point to the stuff that you've done and that you've not done, but he's going to go right past that, and we're going to get to the root cause of the problem. You are a lost and dying sinner, and you need a Savior. You don't need, you don't need him to make you a better sinner. You need him to make all things new. That is the need. You need eternal life, friend. And so that's what the Lord Jesus points to. He points to the need. He points to the root. And so many may be tempted, and many do, call a healing salvation. They call um, a blessing salvation. Uh, they call the fact that they're, that, that they're doing all of this stuff to try to get God to do something in return. They call that salvation. A friend, you know, it's, it's the message today that it is not salvation. If the Lord heals you, you are not necessarily saved. If the Lord casts out a devil, you are not necessarily saved. If the Lord helps, you know, if, you know, if you get back on your feet financially, if you get some good financial advice, um, if you get some good counseling, that, that is not salvation necessarily. And friend, all of that points to a living God. All of that points to the fact that Jesus is alive. All of that points to the fact that Jesus is Lord. And friend, you need to you need to you need salvation. If that's what you're calling, if you're calling a healing salvation, then you need salvation. Friend, if you're putting all, you know, because you're gonna stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, and somebody's blood is gonna answer for your sin. Friend, this body's passing away. Friend, your circumstances change. Friend, you go through different seasons of life. And the fact that you go through those different seasons of life, it testifies to the fact that, you know, you're, you're a soul with a body. The body's going to pass away, but the soul's not going to. Now, the soul is eternal. And friend, there's going to be 
It's going to be eternal hell. It's going to be eternal life. And what Jesus is pointing at here in John chapter 6, you need everlasting life, and he is that life. You need, this, you need the bread of life. He is the bread of life. Come unto him. Come unto him. Come unto him as a humble, lost, broken sinner in need of salvation. And put your faith in him. Hallelujah, he is a wonderful, merciful Savior. And again, um, you know, we are going to continue this in, um, in some future broadcasts here because this is a real, real critical issue, especially here in America in 2020. Um, it is a hugely critical issue uh, because there's a whole lot of cultural Christianity. Uh, there's a whole lot of, um, of teaching out there, and, um, and even people do it in the political realms. They sort of appropriate the name of Jesus and, and um, they sort of appropriate it. Um, they, they don't um, present Jesus as he is. They do not present Jesus as the Bible presents Jesus, as the Lord reveals himself in Scripture. And so you have a lot in uh, salvation. The reality of salvation has been just so attacked. And the reality of salvation has just been so twisted and, um, and friend, it's my, it's my hope that the Lord's going to use this little broadcast and the, and the Lord, you know, as he continues to move, uh, not only through this, but, but in our church, Grace Baptist Tabernacle, as he continues to move there uh, to kind of restore some things. And, uh, and friend, you know, we see souls saved and, and, you know, we rejoice to see souls saved. And at the same time, we want to see a whole lot more people saved, um, you know, and no matter who you are, no matter where you are, uh, there's a reality that Jesus loves you, and and friend, if the if you've been listening to this and there's just a and there's a real fear of the Lord, if there's a real unrest, um, if the Lord shows you uh, that you're trusting in uh, the Lord's stuff and you're trusting in even your desire of the Lord's stuff, um, as opposed to trusting to the Lord Himself, well, friend, you know, basically you're getting the cart before the horse. Uh, the reality is, um. You need to come to Jesus as Lord. Come to Jesus as Savior. Um, you need to, to face the fact that you're a sinner. You need to face the fact uh, that, uh, that, that all of your work, all of the things that you're doing, all of the things you're trying to do, all of the things you're trying not to do, it's religious manipulation. And you need to face that hard reality. And it's only hard because, friend, we've got a sin nature. Friend, we're proud. Friend, we like to think that we have it all together. And, friend, we like to think that, you know, we're working real hard to get it all together if we don't have it all together. But, friend, you know, um, we have a terrible time with grace. But the Lord Jesus says, you know, come to him and come as a humble, broken sinner. Come as a liar, a murderer, a thief, a blasphemer, an idolater. Come according to your nature as a sinner. Be humbled, be broken by that reality. And also the reality that God loves you. The reality that God knows you and that God loves you. And the reality that, that he took your death, he took all the hell that you deserve on that cross. He died an atoning death. He became your sin and he is risen again. Put your faith in him. Believe on him. You know, even in John chapter 6, and we'll close with this. You know, if we take a look back here, you know, this same group of people, 
uh, starting in verse 28. What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered unto, and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him who was sent. That you believe on him whom he hath sent. Hallelujah and amen. So don't follow Jesus just because you think he's going to give you some stuff. Follow Jesus and believe on him whom he hath sent. Hallelujah. And Jesus referring to himself. Him it, you know, long story short, God sent Jesus. He sent his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. And Jesus tells these people who had eaten the loaves and they'd eaten the fishes, they had been filled, and they followed Jesus because they ate and they were filled. He says, believe on me. Don't follow him for the stuff, but believe on him as Lord and believe on him as Savior. Amen. And, you know, I do want to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're going to continue on in this um, uh, because it is such a critical issue. And um, th there'll be a few more broadcasts here. Uh, but I thank you so much for joining us here. And uh, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you, um, uh, especially if the, the Lord has blessed you through this program. Um, please do feel free to share it around. And, um, you know, we thank you. Uh, those of you who are sharing the broadcast around, that, that, that means the world to us. And, you know, we thank you so much for spreading this broadcast around to your friends and spreading this broadcast around uh, to your neighbors. And, um, you know, uh, please do keep on doing that. It's our heart to see the Lord save people. It's our heart to see the Lord, um, you know, to see people born again and uh, to see people receive eternal life. And it's our, and that's our heart. That's why we, that's why we do what we do here. And uh, friend, please do get in touch with us. Feel welcome to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Redeeming the lost at iCloud.com is the best way to do that. And also, please uh, look at our church's website, gbtministries.com. Uh, we're a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. That's gbtministries.com. Uh, please do feel free to visit us. Um, you'll find service times and, for, and service locations on that website. Uh, but I uh, look forward to talking with you again here on the program. And in the meantime, may the Lord richly bless you. And in the light of your glory, your perfect